Hi and welcome to St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. My name's Stuart and I get to be the minister here. We're glad that you could join us from wherever you find yourself this Christmas day. Incarnation is here. In the heart of our world's living, in the heart of our community spirit, in the heart of this place and every place. This is where Jesus is born. At the heart of it all. A long time ago, before Christmas began, God's people were waiting for God's special plan. And they'd wondered for years how this plan would unfurl till an angel appeared to a young teenage girl. Though Mary was troubled, the angel proclaimed, you found favour with God, do not be afraid. You will conceive and give birth to a son Call his name Jesus, the King has now come. I am the Lord's servant, she said in belief. But when Joseph found out, he was filled up with grief. For Mary and Joseph had not yet got married. What would people think of this baby she carried? An angel of God came to him in a dream and helped Joseph see it was not as it seemed. It was God's Holy Spirit that brought life within. This baby had come to save people from sin. So Joseph and Mary and baby-to-be set off to Bethlehem as was decreed. But when they arrived, there was nowhere to stay, no more rooms to be found for this babe on the way. And then soon the time came she gave birth to a son. The long-promised king had now finally come. And they weren't in a palace, all cosy and warm, where the animals' feed was where this king was born. And while crowds in the town were all still fast asleep, there were shepherds nearby, watching over their sheep. Until something disturbed the darkness of night, an angel appeared and the sky filled with light. The glory of God all around them displayed. The angel declared, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy. The Saviour is born as a baby, a boy. The shepherds saw angels sing glory and peace and they said to each other, now let's go and see. They hurried to find this great king of the Jews. Then in awe and amazement, they spread the good news. Now far in the east, men most clever and wise had seen a strange star that was starting to rise. They knew that a king was the cause of this star, so they set off to find him and followed it far till it stopped at the place where the boy would be found and in wonder and worship they humbly bowed down. They opened their treasures and what did they bring? But frankincense, gold and myrrh for a king. A king who was little, a king who could cry, who was fragile and feeble and one day would die. The powerful king 
who'd been promised for years, who would share in our suffering and take up our tears. For though he was rich, God chose to be poor. He made himself nothing so we could be sure. But God is now with us. The King has come near. Good news for all people. Jesus is here. Joseph just sat there staring, eyes fixed on the manger. It seemed to glow with a deep golden light. Everything was quiet at last. Mary was asleep in his lap. The shepherds had left and so had some of that smell that they'd brought with them. Even the animals seemed to have decided that they should all have an early night. And the new baby was newly asleep and everything had gone silent. Except for Joseph's heart. That was beating rapidly with a mix of fear and wonder. Only he could hear that. Everywhere, everywhere else in the stable, there was a hushed silence. So silent you could almost hear the stars twinkle. Even that one that had arrived earlier this evening. It was all very, very quiet. Weirdly quiet. Exhausted quiet. But Joseph didn't like it. He wanted to shout out loud that his son, yes, his son had been born. And it was the most wonderful thing in the world. He wanted to waken up Mary and tell her again that that his soul tingled every time he said Jesus' name. He didn't have time to be exhausted. Jesus was only a few hours old and already Joseph was busy thinking about what his son would grow into. And he was too busy watching and counting every breath that he took. So vulnerable. How could God be so vulnerable, so trusting to, to let the son of heaven fall into the straw of this manger? And for him to be the one to keep an eye on, suddenly it dawned on him. In all of the world, in all this massive world, he'd been left in charge. He didn't have time to close his eyes. With a sudden rush of fear, he realised that he had been left in charge of the saviour of the universe. He swallowed hard and kept staring. But it wasn't difficult to be there alone, awake on his own, and soon wonder took over from the fear. Just at that moment, Jesus turned his head and opened his eyes and gurgled, and Joseph held his breath. He took a gulp of air only when Jesus curried back into the straw and fell asleep again. This was what God looked like, thought Joseph. Tiny, tiny wee and fresh born, helpless and fragile, with only him looking after him. Joseph tried to ignore that thought. When, when Jesus, stirring from his sleep, lifted his tiny hand and Joseph stretched out his pinky and let Jesus curl his little hand around it and thought, this is what God must feel like. But the wonder was so great that, that Joseph began to feel his eyes grow heavy and his head nod. He kept his finger as steady as he could as Jesus clutched at it. And Joseph finally gave in to sleep. He wondered if he was holding Jesus or if Jesus was holding him. When the world was dark and the city was quiet, you came. You crept in beside us and no one knew. Only the few. 
The few who had dared to believe, believe that God might do something different. When you woke up this morning, I wonder, was anything different? I mean, apart from Father Christmas having visited in a sense of impending fear that your relatives might turn up soon, that you might have to eat your body weight in food and pretend that you like people that you maybe don't. Has the world changed since yesterday? I wonder. Actually, I don't wonder. It's probably not changed much at all. But today is Christmas Day. We've been counting the days for a month, tiptoeing slowly, oh so slowly, towards this day. We've been waiting, planning and writing lists and shopping and cooking and wrapping and preparing. But what for? In fact, I wonder if the world changed much on that day 2,000 years ago. I wonder if it noticed that God slipped into skin. Well, today is special. It is different. Today is special in a way that has nothing to do with planning or writing lists or shopping or cooking or wrapping or preparing. Because when the world was dark and the city was quiet, God came. God crept in beside us, even though no one knew. Perhaps only the few had dared to believe that God could do something different. Today, this Christmas Day, we celebrate the unexpected. Sometimes our favourite gifts are something that we've longed for and sometimes things that we've hoped for or dreamed about. But other times our favourite gifts are the surprises, the things that we could never have expected, the things that someone who knows us and loves us has picked out just for us. I wonder if we feel the same about God's gift to us. You see, Jesus, the Messiah, was both kinds of gifts at the same time. People had been waiting for years for him to come, but were surprised when he did. Didn't you ever wonder what those shepherds thought when all that amazing stuff with angels singing and, and when they arrived at a stable to find a newborn baby that could only be described as being in a rustic setting? I wonder if they thought they'd made some kind of mistake. The shepherds were far from holy, they were far from the greatest or the best, and yet they dared to believe. Believed enough that they rushed off to find what God had been doing. I wonder if, like those shepherds, we might dare to believe that God could do something different. I wonder if we would join in with anything like the enthusiasm that they did. Today we heard the, the story of Jesus' birth as Luke tells it. It's a story we know really well. We've heard it, seen it, and probably even starred in it as children. In fact, I think we know the story of Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and angels and wise men and Herod so well that perhaps we've ceased to be amazed by it. A pregnant virgin. A man who doesn't send her away in shame and disgrace. A town where people are happy to let a full-term pregnant woman sleep in a cave. A host of angels singing in a hillside to the bunch of unholiest shepherds who were the first to know that God had done something different. Are you amazed? And if all that's not amazing enough, think for a moment about what it was that God chose to do. John tells the story in a different way from Luke. In the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man who had been sent by God. His name was John. He came to witness, to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent or of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. When the world was dark and the city was quiet, God came. God crept in beside us and no one knew. Only the few who dared to believe that God would do something different. God became human and moved into the neighbourhood. Now that is shocking. It's a big deal for a human to be divine. That's what emperors and Caesars claimed. But what Jesus stressed, what Jesus thought was a big deal, what Jesus called himself time and time again, was not the Son of God. He called himself the Son of Man. If you want to focus on an astounding claim that Jesus made about himself, how about the mind-bending revolutionary claim of the divine being human? We find this Jesus, our God, weeping, spitting in mud, eating, drinking so much he's accused of being a drunk, Letting people clean his feet with perfume and hair. Washing his friend's feet. Inviting, inviting people to touch his wounded side. The divine sharing our humanity. Now that's interesting. Jesus invites us into the full spectrum of human experience. From lament to exhilaration and everything in between. From basking in the presence of God to cursing at the top of your lungs from the rooftops. Because God is nowhere to be found. Now that's life. That's life in all its fullness. That's real. And that's divine. And that's what Christmas is really about. Jesus came to give his life. A living, breathing throbbing, pulsating, blow back your hair, tingle down your spine, experience of God right here, right now. That's what we believe when we say that the Word became flesh, that God became human, that this is who we are. This is why we're here this morning, to celebrate life, to celebrate the fact that God has hope in us, so much so that he trusted us with his Son, 
So much hope that he became human like us. That when the world was dark and the city was quiet, God came. Born among us, God crept in beside us. And no one knew. Only the few who dared to believe that God would do something different.